0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at the Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. We will dip into some Twitter questions later on in this program, but it's Wednesday and we're still breaking down week 15 football games, Matt. We've got a couple of Tuesday nighters to get into, uh, but first I want to let the folks know about Stance Apparel. This episode brought to you by Stance that believes in the perfect fit mattering more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Uh, COVID uh, hitting another. I mean, that's what's going on with this Omicron, I guess, too, Matt. Is COVID just yeah. hits one team, jams on around the entire facility, and then takes off and, and is on to another team around the NFL. It, it's, it's pretty wild to see what's happening. Uh, so we'll get into some of that stuff. But let's talk football. Let's talk about what we saw Tuesday night. And uh, close the book here on Week 15 with Seahawks, Rams, and Washington at Philly. Let's start with Seahawks at Rams because that game finished first. And thankfully it finished first because it was pretty ugly for the most part. And even the Rams winning 20 to 10, they didn't come out looking great in this, but uh, who really came out looking bad was Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. They, I can't believe how consistently bad the Seahawks are right now. And you usually don't hit rock bottom like this with a team with a, star quarterback. With a a quarterback so talented as Russell Wilson, but he's playing bad. He's missing guys. I don't know if it's the new offensive coordinator. I don't know if his mind is not in it. I don't know if he's still injured and that's what's going on. And uh, He just can't
1: throw the football like he's used to, but it's bad. It's all around bad over there in Seattle. It's really bad. I mean, it's a tough watch. I think that's the theme of week 15 was Um, I heard something like it's been the fewest number of touchdowns in like 20 years in a week or something. I mean, the whole week was just rough. I have that stat.
0: Hold on. It was, Uh, yeah, a total of 40 touchdowns were scored across the NFL Sunday. It's the fewest touchdowns on a Sunday with at least 10 games since November 27th,
1: 1994. Wow. I mean, at least you had that at at, at least 10 games caveat there. Right. I'm thinking, well, Well, because some games 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 got moved and, and yeah. Right usually on Tuesday football, but still, I mean, anyone that plays fantasy football realizes if you held on this week, you know, best, to, you know, you're, you're in good shape. Cause man, I mean, a lot of really good fantasy teams went down despite being loaded with talent Um back to Seattle. I'm ai I thought Wilson was playing really well before his injury this year. The offense might not have been, but I thought he was, but I want to go back to last year. Remember the Seahawks? I mean, Halfway through the year, people are talking about Wilson as like an MVP candidate. But then the second half of the year, he was really bad. I mean, almost at this level. So it's, you know, if you look at the last, I don't know, 20 games or so that he's played, it really hasn't been pretty. I mean, it's more than just, you know, two or three game stretch here. I have to blame him some. I have to blame the system some. They went and got a new offensive coordinator that I guess he kind of signed off on. That couldn't be worse. I mean, that Rams defense is legit, and they didn't have Lockett, so let's not overlook those things. But, I mean, this hasn't looked good for Seattle in some time. Four, four yards for play. I mean, everything's tough. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's a tough watch for Seattle right now.
0: And you don't see Russell Wilson, who threw one of the best deep balls in the league for his entire career until all of a sudden. And it's got to be some, something injury-related, I think, with him too, because DK Metcalf's wide open down the left sideline by yeah, by yeah. numerous yards. Like that's not even it's it's as wide open as you can get in the NFL, and and he just completely misses him and underthrows him. A few weeks ago against the Niners, D- DK Metcalf wide open deep down the left sideline, same throw, and Russell Wilson threw five yards out of bounds, and he's just missing guys, completely missing them, uh, and that's not something we'd seen from him. So there's definitely more going on. There's just something. Um, something and it could be mental i guess but it seems very physical when it comes to just Russell Wilson alone and then the rest of the team is is playing awful too they they can't they're not great on defense uh they're not able to run the ball like they want to uh it's just an entire it's an entire team and maybe into the front office and the coaching staff yeah, it's like right, just an right. entire bad football franchise right now
1: this seems like it's run its course, you know. It's yeah. been an unbelievable Wilson, Carroll run, Legion of Boom, Marshawn Lynch, you know, all the great memories, but it really feels like it's run its course and it's time to make drastic changes. You, um, well, on I that think. note though with the Seahawks, you yeah. you almost you can't, I mean, I can't see
0: like, is Pete gonna go through a rebuild at seventy years old? So if you if you tr- right, like, it's almost like they both got to go. You start over from zero, trade everybody, including probably Metcalf, right? And um, and and start over, or you just try to fix it and, and keep the thing going. Because I don't see Russ without like Pete, and, and I don't see Pete without Russ. Like, why would he do that?
1: Right? You know, I mean, it, it, with no picks, that's the thing. I mean. They don't have a first round pick this year. They, I say this all the time. I mean, besides DK and maybe Brooks, the linebacker, I mean, that's maybe even a stretch. Like who are the first contract foundational pieces here to build around, you know, that are young first contract, you know, cheap labor that are excelling there. There's not many, they have not drafted and developed very well at all. So maybe it's time for someone else to give it a try or try a new approach and, you know, build with draft picks. But where's the quarterback come from too? You know, right. like we've often talked about Wilson to the Giants. Say it's Wilson for both the Giants' first-round picks. Does that mean you're taking picket or corral with one of those guys? And, you know, is that too early? And then, you the, then do you become the Giants who took Daniel Jones too early? You know what I mean?
0: It's tough. Like, i I – I don't see a scenario where they just limp along and and quickly rebuild. Right. I think you tear the Band-Aid off, you trade anybody who's got value, get as many picks as possible, start over. Look, it was a good run. You know, it, it, was, it was a great run for Seattle. They got a Super Bowl championship out of it. Um, and they're... You know, Bobby Wagner's not young anymore. I feel like no, you just right, got to right. start over because if you move on from Russell Wilson, you get two first round picks, you're not going to be good next year anyway. You know, you're going to, right? It, it, Pete's going to be 75 before you're good again. So why, why even mess with that? Get as many yeah, picks as you can brutal. and start over. Right. Or you keep Russell, you try to figure out what's going on. Ah, yeah, after the season, like, ah, he was hurt. We're going to retool it. We're going to come back at it and add some more pieces. Like that's, those, there's only two scenarios. And I think they're very, on very extreme ends of the, of the, uh, equation but i wouldn't be surprised because teams do this all the time and they aim for the middle and then you get in that that zone of mediocrity like we've seen from the new york giants
1: right oh yeah the giants would kill to be mediocre is the um (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's true (laughs) (laughs) um what was i gonna say oh we do see this a lot this time of year and i don't think i'm breaking news here but like wilson Dak prescott comes to mind I'm sure those guys have ailments, you know, that you and I couldn't get out of bed, you know, I mean, or wouldn't, you know, be able to do a podcast, let alone walk on a football field. But you can only evaluate what you see between the white lines, and it's just not good enough right now from Wilson. He's not elevating anyone around him. He's not getting much help. Meanwhile, the Rams are in a pretty good spot all of a sudden. You know, I mean, Arizona looks vulnerable. Uh, The Rams might win that division. They're starting to pick up the pace here, run the football a little bit better, more Sony Michelle. I kind of like that.
0: I want to talk about the Rams a little bit here before we move on and wide receiver Cooper Cup. And I love what That's Sosa, unbelievable. He's crazy, what Sosa said last night during the game. Uh, he's the host of Locked on Rams. He said, Cooper Cup, your mom's favorite football player. And uh, and I loved that from him. It's like, Cooper Cup, what is going on with him? Nine catches, 136, two more touchdowns. He's already got 1,625
1: yards, Matt, and 14 and touchdowns. he's always been... Good, Like, yeah, I mean, it's not not like, boy, this guy came totally from nowhere. He's always been, you know, a fantasy starter, a good player, you know, but it wasn't like, boy, he's a Mike Williams top 10 pick that's been good. And then all of a sudden got crazy good, you know, like, how did this happen? Is it just the relationship with Stafford? Is it just the, the scheming and the usage is it just every time they trust him, he comes through? I think it's all the above. You know, I mean, he's had three straight hundred-yard games. I mean, I just pulled up his game log. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, he's had at a minimum of ninety-two receiving yards, and and wow. His whole year, this is, everyone should do to this. Go to the ESPN.com, type in Cooper Cup, and pull up his game log. He had 64 receiving yards against Arizona, and every other game is 92 or more. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 100-yard games this year.
0: How about this? His 122 receptions is already top 10 in NFL history. He's got three games to go. If he <laughs> yeah. continues the 9-10 catch pace... Uh, He might break Michael Thomas's record of 149, and it won't take much at all to get in the number two spot. And and he's only 11 away from Marvin Harrison's 143.
1: He might do that next week. He might do it next week. Yeah. I mean, even if you adjust for 16 game schedule versus 17 or whatever receptions per game, I got to think he's going to break the record.
0: Sorry, he's not 11 away. He's 21 away from 143. He's at 122. Mm, okay, but he's going to get there. He's but he's going to get there in two weeks instead of one we week. That's <laughs> uh, unbelievable. And are and in a good in a,
1: spot, though.
0: Uh, probably not 2,000 yards, but he could definitely do that as well. Um, he, he would need, you know, 125 yards in the, each game the next three games. So 10 catches, 125 for the last three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that at all, and he would be a record holder uh, for receptions, and he would have 2,000 yards receiving. And probably twenty fantasy,
1: touchdowns. Is he the fantasy MVP?
0: Uh, there's only two names. It's Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor. And you, probably you used Cooper. you
1: pick to get Taylor than you did Cup. Yeah.
0: So you're and there's there's return teams out there that, there's probably numerous teams out there that are just laughing all the way to the bank and have both those guys.
1: No, right, right, absolutely. I mean, return on investment. Best pick in a fantasy draft has to belong to Cooper Cup.
0: Cooper Cup for sure. Yep. Give him the yeah, trophy. Six round. Uh, give him the trophy yeah. if he breaks his leg. Tomorrow. Right,
1: right. Doesn't play again. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Wow.
0: Okay. Rams attended for now. Rams pushing for that NFC West title right now. Uh, they're right there yeah. at ten wins with those Arizona Cardinals. So that'll be interesting, and that's huge for home field and and seeding in the in the NFC and putting some distance between the five and the six seed right now. So the Niners really alone there uh, with the six seed, and then you've got multiple teams fighting for that. Seven seed in the NFC Wild Card, And we will get to that next with the Washington at Philly game from Tuesday night. And then check into what those playoff standings look like currently heading into week 16. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi, less than two months away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Who's it going to be? All-L.A.? Rams.? chargers maybe brady versus belichick is your team going to be in the big game you can get tickets and an entire package exact seats to choose from an elite experience package featuring exclusive pregame celebrations with nfl legends five-star la hotels and food by the great wolf king puck visit on location sb56 for more information or Search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or just search Super Bowl on location. The now 7-7 seven and seven Philadelphia Eagles, Matt, Tuesday night defeated Washington, who fall to 6-8, 27-17 the final score here. Washington jumped out to a 10-point lead, and then the Eagles came roaring back and then just slammed the door on Washington, and Jalen Hurts was a big part of that. He had a nice little game. Uh, he had, he did have a you know a bad turnover. Aside from that, Jalen Hurts twenty of twenty six passing, two hundred ninety six yards, a touchdown. He had eight rushes with uh, for thirty eight yards, but two touchdowns there, which were key in this game. Miles Sanders one hundred thirty one yards on the ground, and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles doing some work here, and they get to play Washington one more time, and that might be all it takes. I don't know, maybe nine wins, maybe maybe. Eight wins, I think nine will definitely do it. Can they win two more games is the big question here with three to play. Washington at six and eight now just really looks like they're done, and those seven and seven teams are the ones that are going to be vying for that seventh seed in the playoffs. But let's focus on those teams in a second. Uh, right now, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? And um, it's it's like every week I kind of have a different opinion of Jalen Hurts, and he's yeah. in that zone of like, man, do you try to improve at quarterback or do you just – keep rolling with Hurts and try to make the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles the best you can this offseason. Like, that's yeah. going to be an interesting one there. And he's he's slowly kind of winning me over a little bit. I'm like, I was I was more on the, okay, move on from Hurts. He's you know a nice player, but you're trying to find a better franchise quarterback. That was where I was earlier in the year. And then I kind of moved toward the middle, and I might be like I've slung both feet over the fence and not really jumped off the fence yet, but maybe both feet are on the Hurts side now.
1: Yes. I, I've been reluctant to be on the hurt side for sure. I mean, I've made no bones about that. I even said earlier in the season, I don't think he'll be a starter next year anywhere. I think he's a really good, exciting backup, but it makes me crazy when analysts don't admit their mistakes or not even that it just adjust because we get new information every week. You know, I mean, don't just get set in your ways that this guy's only this good and it can't change. I think he's drastically improving, you know, and Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean I was wrong before. It's just, they recognize that he has become a better passer. They're helping him more because um, you know guys around him like Smith and Goddard that are legit weapons. But it's all about the running game in Philly. I mean, I, I heard a stat that was just—it's a remarkable number of how much they've outrushed their opponents over the last X amount of games, five games or whatever. I mean, and this was a perfect example. They run the ball on everybody. And nobody runs the ball on them. And if that's the foundation in which you start this thing, that's not so bad. You know, that, that keeps Hurts in his comfort zone. And in this game, he was very accurate. I'm a Miles Sanders believer. I'll be the first to admit that, you know, he's a bit of a tease. And just when I buy in on him, he gets hurt or does something that doesn't go and come around. But he looked really good in this game. I hate to say it, but Jordan Howard's a decent compliment too. Like I've left him for dead five times over, but you're right. Big picture. I mean, they're going to have three first round picks. Now the Colts one looks a lot later than it used to. I think I'm with you. I think I would use those first two picks on really good stuff. You know, best player available. Almost doesn't matter what position, preferably defense, you know, give me a playmaking corner or that safety from Notre Dame or something like that. And then maybe with that Colts first-round pick later in the round, I would try to turn that into another first a year from now. And with the thought of, all right, Hertz, you you bought yourself another year. We're going to even put more around you. But we have a little insurance in the way of two first-round picks next year in case you're not the guy.
0: And they even have quarterback insurance with Gardner Minshew, who looked really good in his start this year. And to have a player like that to fall back on if, let's say, Hurts regresses or Hurts gets hurt. And then you can go to Minshew and your season's not collapsed. You have those two guys who are somewhat similar to where they're good backups, maybe they're starters, right? And, and it's looking more right, and right. more like Jalen Hurts could be a starter, one of the best 32 in the league, you know, and then find out if he becomes one of the best 16 in the league, right? Next year as he continues to develop, because quarterbacks do develop, and he's a young player and a young quarterback, and uh, it's not shocking to see him get better. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, analyzing players, and uh, it's it's not that you were wrong about Hurts, it's that he's improving, and we can recognize oh, yeah. that as analysts. And it's just, it's just, I think the best example of that was – Josh Allen in Buffalo, he was legitimately Absolutely. bad. And Buffalo Bills fans come back now and find old tweets and get mad about it. But no, when we said Josh well, Allen right. as a you're rookie right. was bad, he was. And that was correct. And now to say he's good is now correct. He, he developed and got better.
1: Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is bad right now. Does that mean he's going right. to stink for the next dozen years? we don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, I didn't like Allen coming out of school. You and I weren't doing this podcast then. I was really hard on Allen. I don't take any of that back. I mean, what I saw is what I saw, and it was bad. And him coming out of school, I didn't think he could get more accurate. And the same is true for Hertz. And that used to be a thing. You know, quarterbacks don't get more accurate in the league. Well, I wonder. You know, all these Jordan Palmers and all these guys that are year-round are tweaking mechanics and quarterback gurus. I'm starting to think people can get more accurate at this level.
0: Big picture this season. For the Philadelphia Eagles, they're winning up front, and that is a pretty good recipe for maybe being the team that has the best shot of doing this thing. And you look at their schedule and, and a couple winnable games on there. So uh, you got Giants and Washington coming up. They win those two games. They're a playoff team. And uh, right now, maybe the Eagles is the team to to back and put your money behind. They've won four of five. They've won six of eight now. Um, they've had some pretty big wins in there, and they've put up some points they're playing some defense. They're winning up front, and they're getting good quarterback play for the most part right now. Um, pretty good recipe for the Philadelphia Eagles in a good spot to uh, make that that run to the seventh seed in the
1: NFC. I, I think they're going to get there. I think they're a team that – I'm not saying they're going to win a lot of playoff games, but they are not going to be easy to play against. They're very physical. They're excellent at both lines of scrimmage. And two last things on the Eagles. First of all, I think – and this is something that no one ever talks about either – both teams can win a trade, and I think the Eagles and Colts both won the trade. And lastly, I, I kind of, you know we laid out how we'd handle the offseason. But if Houston called and said, "How about those two early first round picks and hurts for Watson?" I might just say yes to it. Right. Yeah. And I'm saying <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm kinda of thinking more along the lines of draft picks. It's like, well, you're gonna go to yeah, exactly. you know, a late first round draft pick, you know, stick with Hertz if that's the case. Unless there's a guy that's just everyone in the building's like, oh, this is a future franchise guy. We gotta go get him. And, and that's sort yeah. of what I was looking at it. But yeah, if, if um, you know, Rogers uh um, Rogers Wilson, Wilson or Watson. Yeah, and Watson. Yeah. yeah. One of those names for almost every team that, that could use a quarterback or even is on the fence a little bit, those names would definitely change the story for your office season for sure
1: but question and they have the resources to get get them easier than others do you know
0: uh, Washington done put them on the shelf done yeah and
1: I have to. It, it, I'm not sure how much everyone watched this game because there's two games on and all that stuff um, they got some bounces early they got that really goofy interception that went off Goddard's leg and you know they, they got some bounces and some you know uh, turnovers their way early Got up on the Eagles, but then we're just clearly the inferior team for three quarters and just got pushed around. And, you know, Gibson's out there with a bad toe, not being able to do anything. Gilbert's doing his best, but they, you know, he's a third string guy. that They picked up yeah. yesterday or something <laughs> I mean, just bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tough spot for them to be in. I, I think they, they gave it the, the best effort they could this year, fell a little bit short. That's okay. Go back to the the drawing board and the NFC East could be fun in the coming years because I think all three of those teams could be good, and I think there's a, another rebuild coming for the New York Giants, but who knows? Maybe they, they land a superstar quarterback, and uh, now we're in business in the NFC East. That could be a lot of fun next year, so uh, that that division will be will be uh, one that's very interesting to break down in the offseason for sure.
1: Yeah, and uh, Dak's going to be back. We just had the Hertz conversation, but there could be two or three new starting quarterbacks in that division.
0: Uh, Okay, so I'm getting I I have more thoughts on that now that I think about it and what you're competing with the Cowboys. You've got to be better than the Dallas Cowboys. Does Hertz do that for you, or do you really need to go superstar quarterback? And and that's another big question in the off season, how you team build versus who your opponents are and who you're competing against versus just looking at your own team in a vacuum. Okay, that's a, a it's a longer conversation for uh, many of our off podcasts that will be coming at you daily here but on. If they can grab a Micah
1: Parsons, <laughs> you right? Know. Yeah, it all
0: you know. Um, so next we will talk. A new COVID outbreak in the NFL. We'll get to some of your Twitter questions and uh, the final look here after 15 weeks of the playoff picture in the NFL next. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's a built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavors, covered in 100% real chocolate. I cannot stress that enough. Amazingly low in calories too, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, but high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy so many flavors to choose from new holiday flavors there's the standards raspberry mint brownie double chocolate cookies and cream one of my favorites is peanut butter brownie built bar gives you that extra fuel you need whether you're out there battling holiday shoppers or you're running errands or you're on your way to or from work Throw it in your jacket, throw it in your purse. You never know when you're going to need a built Bar. For me, I tend to skip breakfast, and it really helps me get to lunch with a delicious built Bar that is high in protein. Keeps you satisfied. So go to built.com, Use promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. So... Now, finally, we're uh, we're about to start Week 16 on Thursday, Matt, but on Wednesday now, Week 15 is over. We have got the Green Bay Packers as the first clincher in the NFL. They've won the North. They are in the playoffs at 11 and 3. Currently, one seed, the only team in the entire league with 11 wins, and they're playing good football. Big win on the road. Uh, they've won games uh, at home. They've won games on the road. They've won games close. They've won games uh, by blowouts. Uh, they've beaten conference opponents, they've beaten unfamiliar opponents, so Green Bay Packers have the best resume right now in the NFL. Behind them in the NFC, you've got the Cowboys, Bucks, Cards, and Rams. All four of those teams at 10-4, and four, pretty much locked into playoff spots there. Question is seeding, and there's a lot of seeding to go, to go in any direction, and now the NFC West could go in any direction with the Cards, who are stumbling a little bit, and the Rams, who have kind of come back uh, with a vengeance after stumbling just a few weeks before that. Uh, right on their heels, and I think the Cardinals still would have the tiebreaker currently over those Rams, although that could definitely change uh, as we go forward here, and let me double-check. Yeah, so they split the season series, Rams and Cardinals did, so uh, we're going deeper than head-to-head as far as the West goes
1: with with that one. Um, Niners. interesting on that before we get to the Niners. I think it's pretty safe that the top three teams you mentioned are going to win their division, right? Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, they're going to win their division. Yeah. And the West, we now, is unsettled. But, but the more I think about it, and this is kind of speculating because there's three more games to play and things change quick around here, but really it seems like what Arizona and the Rams are playing for is the right to host the game yes. against the other one in week one of the playoffs because four is going to play five, which five is almost undoubtedly going to be the second best team in the West is four going to be the worst division winner. So Mm -hmm. they might be playing each other. They're competing to to host that game.
0: Right. And that's big. That's, that's huge for either one of these teams. Um, And with, with what's going on in Tampa, I think you'd rather play Tampa right now than maybe even the cards or the Rams. I mean, it's, it's, You don't ever want to say, yeah, give me Tom Brady, but Fournette going on IR now, uh, Godwin Godwin. done for the season. They're banged up. If there was a time to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's maybe right now and maybe that first week in January. Um, So we'll we'll see how that ends up looking. Um, But right now it would be Cowboys would be hosting the seven seed. The Bucs would be hosting the sixth seed, and then it would be the the West teams, the Rams and Cardinals, one hosting the other. So that's very yeah, interesting how finish, that would look in, in the first round of the NFC playoffs. question here becomes that seventh seed. There's three seven-and-seven right. seven teams. It's down to three now. We had five teams recently. Was not shocked at all to see the Falcons lose. They're at six and eight. They're not a good football team. Washington, a little bit better than them, but at six and eight, it would be um, a miracle for one of those teams to to make the playoffs. Carolina obviously out, Seattle out, Giants out, Bears and Lions have been eliminated. So, Vikings, Eagles, Saints, all at 7-7 right now. Saints have a 5-5 conference record. Uh, The Eagles have the the tiebreaker over Washington, which probably won't come into play now anyway. They're at 5-4 conference record. Minnesota at 5-4 conference record. If it ended today, the Vikings would get in because they win the tiebreaker over Philly, based on win percentage in common games, and they because they have a tied conference record, and they win the tiebreaker over New Orleans based on the conference record. So right now it's Vikings. But would you it's bet? It's really three horse race. Yes, though, for it's one spot. it's those three teams: Saints, Eagles, Vikings. Right now, today, which one do you put your money on? Is it the Eagles, as we mentioned earlier?
1: Who do you think is the best football team? Which. Is really down the road in terms of qualifications to get you in, you know, but Oh, they're
0: so fl- all these teams are so flawed. Um right. if the Saints had a quarterback, it would it be the Saints in a landslide to me, top to bottom. Yeah, but I, I think like they're last
1: the- for me as it stands right now.
0: Yeah. I-, I think they are for me too. Um the Eagles have the best the combination just- of offensive line, defensive line, the way yeah. they're playing right now. I like the Eagles. But I think I would go Minnesota based on what they can do on offense. They're quarterback playmakers, wide receiver. they've some questions on defense for sure. I would I'll go, I'll bet on the quarterback, I'll take cousins and and, and go with the Vikings. I think that's the team I would pick right now.
1: I might lean Eagles, but it's close between those two. And the Saints really aren't that far behind. The Eagles are more consistent, though. I mean, the the Vikings are not consistent. I mean, that much I I feel strongly about. And real quick, I mean, if you look at the schedules, none of them have it all that bad. I mean, Minnesota has Rams. Well, Minnesota is the hardest one. They have Rams, Packers, Bears. The Saints have Miami, Carolina, Atlanta. I mean, they might win out.
0: Yeah, so the, if you look at that, uh, and we talked about the Eagles schedule, it's Giants, Washington, and Dallas, right? All in the division?
1: Yes, and Dallas might be resting starters at that point because they'll have the division locked up, but they really want to play for you know, a seed.
0: I mean, seeing what the defense did to the Buccaneers with the Saints and looking at their schedule. It might be them. I mean, and these teams are close enough to where you might – schedule might be – the most important factor versus what these teams actually are themselves.
1: hundred percent agree. And I probably will pick Miami over new Orleans, but the rest of their games don't look very difficult at all. And certainly, you know, Miami's not a juggernaut.
0: I could be talked into any one of those three teams, to be honest with you. The more I think about it, the less I really yeah. uh, am confident about any of those teams. I also just the don't Vikings like that though.
1: Minnesota plays the Packers and Rams. Yeah.
0: Well. I don't like the schedule. They've got the worst schedule.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Let's go to the AFC. First of all, quick AFC story. 15 New York Jets suddenly are on the COVID list, including head coach Robert Sala. So that's not a great situation. They are not though. They're already eliminated. They're not in the playoff conversation at three in 11. Um, there is—I mean—it is much more difficult in the uh, in the AFC now. I mean, this is crazy. You've got it is the Broncos all the way down at the 13 seed right now, and you've got the the two seed New England Patriots all within two games. They're all from seven and seven to nine and five. I mean, that's crazy. This entire thing could flip flop three times between now and the end of the season. As of today, Chiefs one seed ten and four—the only team with ten wins in the AFC. You got the Patriots at nine and five and the Titans at nine and five you got the Bengals at 8-6, and and look out, Titans, the Colts at 8-6. They're coming for you, Titans, but um, it's amazing to think that the Titans at 9-5 right now, they've been leading their division all year. They've beaten the Colts twice, and they could still potentially not make the playoffs, Um, and they've got the Niners coming up on Thursday. If they lose that, they would be tied record-wise if the Colts win this week, but they have the tiebreakers. The Colts have to win that division by a full game. And then the Titans would have to be beaten by one of these other teams for one of the wild card spots, which is uh, definitely not a guarantee right now at this point. But it would be uh, the four seed right now. And the winner of the North would be the Cincinnati Bengals at eight and six. Colts at eight and six with the five seed. Chargers at eight and six with the six seed. And the Bills eight and six with the seven seed. And that would put the Baltimore Ravens, the number two team in the North, out of the playoffs at eight and six. Then you've got the seven, six, and one Steelers. Then Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, Broncos, four teams all at seven and seven that you can't quite count out yet, but there's so many teams to leapfrog, one of those teams probably has to win out, and it's going to take, is it, you said nine and a half wins, is it going to actually be ten wins now, Matt, is nine and a half going to do it for the Steelers if they go two and one the rest of the way, that's the big question.
1: I think the AFC North team has to win the division, and... The interesting thing is they all play each other, and in these three remaining games, the whole AFC North has a tough slate. So there's losses ahead for that division. I'm happy that the Colts are in because I was worried that a good team was going to be on the outside looking in. I think the Titans right now, of the teams that are in, are clearly the worst football team right now. But they might not be on wild card weekend with – Henry, and Brown, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I'd be shocked if they don't win the division because they really do have a two-game lead over the Colts with three to play. And, uh, I mean, it's possible because the Colts are playing way better than the Titans. They could sweep and the Titans could lose out. Mm-hmm. But let's start here real quick because I think there's three the, – the three 7-7 seven, seven teams, Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, and Broncos, four of them, there's a grave dug. They've got a, a foot in, you know, and, and yeah. someone's just waiting to throw the dirt on them. <laughs> right. I, I, like, do you agree? They have to win out.
0: They in, uh, all those teams have to win out just because of the number of teams they have to leapfrog. And I don't have any confidence that those teams will win out. The Dolphins are probably playing the best ball out of all those yeah. four teams, but they—I mean—they just had too far of a you know, of a gap to to come back from. And I don't—I don't know. I, I just don't see it happen. It's possible but so unlikely that it's hard to put any faith in that happening. But mathematically, yes, all those teams are still in it. But uh, you almost have to just put them in another category of, well, okay, go win out, then we'll talk again uh, in three weeks.
1: Right, and just super quick just for our listeners, Cleveland would have to beat the Packers in Green Bay, the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and then the Bengals. (laughs) That ain't happening. Denver would have to beat Vegas, at the Chargers, KC. Probably Mm -hmm. not happening. Uh, Vegas would have to beat Denver at the Chargers. I don't think that's happening. And who's the last one? Miami. Miami actually has the best chance of the group to win out at New Orleans, at Tennessee, New England. But I don't think any of those things happen.
0: I don't either. Yeah. So You're it's
1: right. almost time to just not talk about them.
0: Right. Again, yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, win three games and we'll talk again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Steelers are in a rough spot yeah, because that's are. why I almost think they all I don't I don't know if nine and a half does it anymore because that means I don't either because basically that so three of the four teams that are eight and six are basically any of the eight win teams which is Ravens, Bills, Chargers, Colts, Bengals if any of the if 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 four of those five teams win two games then that means Pittsburgh has to win all three and they have to be 10-6-1 and, and not 9-7-1 and 1 to get in.
1: Right. I mean, people might not believe this, but I don't think the Steelers are a good team. I mean, they basically just tied the Titans, who I ripped up and down. I mean, the Steelers are really bad right now, and of all the winning teams in the league, they have by far the worst point differential, and, th- and that just shows up. Mm-hmm. However, if I told you Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey aren't playing this week, would you take the Steelers or Chiefs?
0: Right, that's a good. You know point. what I mean. Like it, it might just work out for the Steelers to, to to sneak their way in there, and that's there. Aside from when the Chiefs were just playing bad ball earlier on in the year, this is absolutely the week you want the Chiefs. Right? It's it Kansas City. Then you've got two division games if you're the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Uh, yeah. Those are both tough games. I still.
1: They could lose all three. They I could mean, lose all three, saying. right, yeah. And yeah. so
0: I just I don't like it for the Steelers. And they they have to be near perfect, or they have to win two out of three, which is already going to be difficult, and still get some help, I think. So, uh, you know, Steelers are a half a game ahead of the teams we're kind of burying there at 7-7. Seven seven, but I still don't have any confidence that they are going to leapfrog multiple teams in front of them that already have a game or a half a game lead on them and I think are better teams right now in the Ravens, Bills, Chargers, and Colts, and Bengals.
1: Yes, I I agree with you, (laughs) but they could play the Chiefs without Hill and Kelsey, and then the Browns come here Monday night in Ben's last game at Heinz Field. Like, that's walking into a death trap for the Browns, to me. That's a terrible situation, and then maybe if it goes well, Steelers-Ravens is for the division. I mean, I think that's possible, but this all comes down to the Bengals to me because the Bengals are the best team in the division. But the Bengals have the Ravens this week. Winner, that's in good shape. I don't think the Ravens are in good shape. Period. But they came back strong. Then since he goes, since he plays the Chiefs, and then they go to Cleveland. So are the are the Bengals mature enough to take control of this division? It's all in their hands. Win two of these three and host a playoff game. I kind of feel like they won't. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Bengals. Yeah,
0: they. Yeah, again, all those teams have some sort of flaw that prevents me from saying, oh, yeah, they're going to do it. And, yeah, the, right. bang, the, the Bengals going to go beat the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. I mean, the, the, a lot of these teams have tough schedules the rest of the way. Um, I think the team that's most likely that currently would be out of the playoffs that has the best schedule is the Bills. They go at Patriots, but then they've got the Falcons and Jets to finish it off. So that's yeah, a 10-win yeah. team right there. Uh, and that's you know that's if they lose next week to the Patriots.
1: Right, right, so I and like the bills. We want to see them in the playoffs. I like
0: the bills at ten wins. They're 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 this current seven seed. I think they have a, the best shot of anybody to get in. Baltimore, um, they're not in, in a great place. They've got Bengals, Rams, Steelers. You know, one or two wins there. They probably lose at least one of those games. Um, the Chargers, do we go over the Chargers? I think the Chargers are in. I like the Chargers team, and they've got Texans, Broncos, Raiders, right. Which seem doable there. So I if, almost
1: feel like the only thing to talk about in the AFC is the AFC North champion.
0: I think it's North champion, and it's Titans Colts. Yeah. But what's odd is those are the three, four, five seeds, and it seems like those are more changeable than the 6-7 seed, because I think that's going to stick with Chargers Bills. Yeah, I do too. And look, the Bills yeah, can, right. can beat the Patriots this week and then take back
1: the East mm-hmm. too. So then we'll be talking about the Patriots. Like if we were to do power ranks, I would have the Colts in the top five. I would have the Titans at like twenty-two. <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> I don't today, think the Colts yeah. can catch them though.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, uh, more I, I on AJ Brown. There's some news on that tomorrow when we preview this uh, Thursday night football game, and we'll start previewing the rest of Week 16. Um, I have
1: a little bit of small news I just wanted to throw out there oh, too. Let's hear it. Guess who's practicing today? Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. And Sam Darnold, they're all practicing as we speak. I want to see Sam Darnold again.
0: (laughs) Can you go back to Sam Darnold
1: now? I don't know. I mean, it's not going well. Uh, You're paying them a fortune next year.
0: Is he locked in? No, they can. They can cut Sam Darnold, right? Because he's been traded. Did they give him a new? They didn't give him a new. They picked
1: up his fifth year option when they traded for him, so he's guaranteed like eighteen million dollars. Oh, so I guess you can cut him, but you're still paying him.
0: I I feel like Sam Darnold's been in the league for ten years already. He's still only on his (laughs) fifth year option next year. Wow, right, right, yeah, that's right. I do remember that now.
1: That might be the bigger mistake than giving up draft picks for Darnold is picking up the option. (laughs) Right, rough.
0: Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe you got to so give him a will, shot. Might as well play him. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of those Panthers, let's finish it here because I promised we'd get to the mailbag. So we got to do one quick oh. question, Matt. What do you think the Panthers would give to go back in time and have another crack at drafting Fields Jones or even Davis Mills outside of the first
1: round? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I you you stressed this even more than I did. And you brought up Denver a lot, too, around draft time that. Sure, certain sure, and Horn look like wonderful shutdown corners, and everybody'd love to have them. But that's a that's that's a regret. I mean, to me, it's different than Atlanta because at least Ryan was in place, and you're tough financially. I think they'd give up a ton. I mean, absolutely. And the Mills thing's a good conversation too. Like, I bet a lot of teams are kicking themselves. Like, yeah, we saw a lot of teams go or a lot of quarterbacks go in the first round. Sure, we weren't in that market. But maybe a Dave Tip two pick on Mills would have been smart for many teams.
0: Absolutely. That question from Kevin, by the way. And yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious from draft times. Like, I, I do like Sertan, I do like JC Horn, but. Sure you got a chance at a franchise quarterback at eight and nine. And those were pretty obvious moves to me for the Panthers and the Broncos. And I think both those teams right now are going, are scrambling like, look, if the Broncos can trade for Aaron Rodgers, then okay, maybe they did make the right move. because they there'll be a powerhouse for a short period of time. But, um, and who knows, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's Watson and, rogers in those two situations maybe. and they look better for it that. next year because they didn't go quarterback and they now they realize that maybe they did screw up by not going and getting a franchise quarterback and we'll see if you know fields jones and, and mills we'll see how those guys turn out in their career but maybe it turns out that they say oh you know what okay well let's let's fix that mistake and go even harder and go get you know a stud veteran quarterback so yeah maybe and, that's and maybe they regret it after are. all
1: and we're raving about their great corners
0: yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, look how awesome this team has been built Because then now they have a star quarterback and a shutdown corner
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I do think Watson and Rodgers could end up in those two towns And then you just kind of, buy, you know, bide your time for a year um, I, I don't know, uh, but yes, the, the, no doubt about it The Panthers would give a lot to go back in time Erase the Darnold trade, draft fields And that's not how the world works, but, you know They're kind of a hasty organization. Yeah,
0: they are. All right, we got to go. We're out of time here. We'll be back tomorrow previewing. Week 16, some uh, holiday football starting with Thursday night, and the Titans and 49ers will do half the schedule Thursday, come back Friday morning, and uh, hope everybody's listening while they're having their holiday travels and and traveling safe out there. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Make your second and third listens. Locked on Dynasty Football with Matt Williamson, Locked on 49ers with me and... If you want to uh, look at some of the, the betting odds around the sporting world, check out your boy Q, who's hosting Locked On Bets right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, free on all of your favorite podcast providers. Back tomorrow, right here, Peacock and Williamson.